We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. Man is the pinnacle of God's creation. You and I are created in God's image, not the stars. You and I are created in God's image. God has revealed Himself to man. God has become a man. He took on human flesh. He was incarnated as a man. He sent His Son to die on the cross for man, not the stars. Man is greater than the stars. The Bible contains several passages that speak of the majesty, wisdom, and all-knowing nature of our Heavenly Father. Perhaps more common of these passages that we might be familiar with are those that tell us how God knows the place and name of each and every star. However, as Pastor Dan will teach you in his message today, God's attention to detail regarding the cosmos is nothing compared to the attention He gives us. In his study, you'll be reminded that when God created everything, He created it with us in mind. And now, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Verse 22. It is He who sits above the circle of the earth. All of our problems are on the earth. And our God sits above the earth. Don't you know? Don't you understand who your God is? How he's above everything. He's over everything that happens on the earth. Notice it says the circle of the earth. And its inhabitants, the inhabitants of the earth, are like grasshoppers to him. Don't you know, haven't you heard, that it's your God who stretched out the heavens like a curtain, you know, like a shower curtain, just and spread them out like a tent to dwell in? Haven't you heard, don't you know, that he brings the princes to nothing, the rulers? He makes the judges of the earth useless. He says, don't you know who your God, Jehovah, is? It's been told you from the beginning. Don't you know that to your God, all the inhabitants of the earth are like grasshoppers in his sight? These people that... Uh, Have you freaked out? They're like grasshoppers to your God. Now, I want you to turn with me back to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers 13. And this is when the children of Israel, they come to the edge of the promised land under Moses. 
and they're about to go in, and they come up with the idea of sending 12 spies into the land to spy out the land before they cross the Jordan River and enter in. That wasn't God's idea. God didn't need to go in and spy out the land. He knew what was in the land already. He didn't, he didn't need to see it. He didn't need to verify it or confirm anything. This is totally a lack of faith on the part of the children of Israel. But they send 12 spies in. And remember, 10 spies come back with a bad report. Only Joshua and Caleb have a good report and say, let's go in and take the land. It's just like what God said. Let's go do it. But the 10 come back with a bad report. And here, Numbers 13, verse 27, we get their report. Then they told him, they told Moses, so this is the 12 spies speaking, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Remember they brought back the bunch of grapes that it says it required two men to carry the bunch of grapes because the grapes were so large. That, that, that's the symbol, by the way, of the Bureau of Tourism for the nation of Israel. It's two men carrying a bunch of grapes on a staff. So they, here's what they say. The first thing they say when they come back, they spent 40 days in the land. It says they went from one end of it to the other, from north to south. They saw the whole land. And they come back, and the first thing the spies say to Moses is, hey, we saw the land, and it truly flows with milk and honey. Who told them that it's a land flowing with milk and honey? God. And so what are they saying? God is exactly right. God was telling us the truth. It truly does flow with milk and honey, just as God said. It's got an abundance of fruit. Here are some of the grapes. Then verse 28, Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. Don't you know? Haven't you heard? Don't you remember? Have you forgotten that all the inhabitants of the earth are like grasshoppers in God's sight? So yes, you might be like grasshoppers in their sight, but they're like grasshoppers in in your God's sight. Have you forgotten? Have you not heard? Don't you know who your God is? They forgot They saw the walled cities, they saw the giants in the land, and they were fearful, and they forgot how big and powerful their God is. Don't forget how big your God is. Don't forget how capable He is, how powerful He is. Have you not known? 
Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning who your God is? Now go back to Isaiah 40. And I love, I love the New Living Translation. I love the honesty of the New Living Translation in ver- with verse 21. It says, Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? Are you so ignorant? Are you deaf to what the Word of God says about God? Are you so ignorant? Don't you understand who your God is? Don't you understand His character and His power and His nature and His love for you and His commitment to you that He has told you over and over from the beginning in His Word? Again, verse 23, He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. So what are you worried about? Scarcely shall they be planted. Scarcely shall they be sown. Scarcely shall their stock take root in the earth when he will also blow on them and they will wither and the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. He can just blow on them and they'll just disappear. Just blow away. He can just make them disappear like that. To whom then, verse 25... Will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. Who brings out their host by number? He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. God says here, lift up your eyes. These people who are doubting God. He says, lift up your eyes. Look at the stars in the sky. Look how many stars there are that God created. And he calls them all by name. And he doesn't miss a single one. God has called all the stars by name. He has a name for each and every star. Now, scientists tell us there are 10 billion, with a B, 10 billion galaxies in the observable universe. So this is only the observable universe. This doesn't include what we haven't observed yet. So there's 10 billion galaxies in the observable universe, and each galaxy has 100 billion, with a B, stars. So 10 billion galaxies, each galaxy 100 billion stars. That's just what we can see. There's other stuff beyond that we can't see yet. That is 1 billion trillion that we can observe, that scientists can see. That is the number one with 21 zeros after it. That's how many stars we can see. And God has a name for every one of them. And He didn't miss one. He didn't overlook one. That's what it says here. He didn't miss a single one. Not one is missing. He's that in tune. He gives that much attention. Listen, he gives that much attention and care to the stars. Now, we think, well, of course it's the stars. No, listen, listen. Different subject. That's evolutionary thinking. Bible thinking, creation thinking. You're greater than the stars. Man is the pinnacle of God's creation. 
God, if you read the creation account, God creates everything. And each day he says, this is good. What is it good for? It's good for man. As he's creating it, he, he creates man and then he stops creating. He ceases from creating because man is the pinnacle of God's creation, not stars, not planets. That was first day stuff. We're sixth day creation, right? Man is the pinnacle of God's creation. You and I are created in God's image, not the stars. You and I are created in God's image. God has revealed himself to man. God has become a man. He took on human flesh. He was incarnated as a man. He sent his son to die on the cross for man, not the stars. Man is greater than the stars. And what Isaiah is saying here, what God is saying through Isaiah, is if God cares so much about the stars that he names each one of them, then of course he cares for us. If he's that attentive to the stars, which are lower than man, then he's going to be attentive to us, who are created in his image, who he sent his son to shed his blood for on the cross, who he died for. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We'll have more from this message in a moment. But first, we'd like to tell you about an exciting resource available this Christmas season. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you more. Christmas can be a very busy time of year for most of us, and in our busyness, we can forget the reason for the season, Jesus Christ. So my wife, Cameron, wrote a wonderful daily devotional called 31 Days of December. This simple devotional is written for women and is designed to help you keep Jesus at the center of your Christmas season. We would be happy to mail you a copy as our thank you for your investment of any amount in this daily radio ministry. To receive your copy of 31 Days of December, visit our website at calvaryec.com and click on Give. Now, let's finish today's message. Verse 27, he says then, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, Well, my way is hidden from the Lord, and and my just claim is just passed over by God. He says in verse 27, Why would you say then, does God even see me? Or God doesn't see me. Why would you say God doesn't care about me? Why would you say God doesn't care about my problems? Or why would you say uh, God just ignores me? And he's saying here, you know, is, is that really what you think? That God doesn't care about you? That God cares about the stars, but he doesn't care about you? That God pays attention to the stars, but he doesn't pay attention to you who are created in his image? That he loves and he died for? And you think that God just overlooks you, but he doesn't overlook a single star. He's named every single one, but somehow he's overlooked you and your problems? And your trials, which takes you back up to verse 21. Have you not known your God? Don't you know who your God is? Don't you know what he's like? Don't you understand him? Don't you understand his character and his nature? Don't you understand his love for you? Now look what it says. 
Verse 28, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord Jehovah, the creator of the ends of the earth. Listen, he neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. God doesn't faint. He doesn't grow weary. He doesn't have limitations like we do. It's not like God is so busy running the universe. He just doesn't have time for you. Keeping those billions and billions of stars in their place. And he's just too busy or too tired for us. He's not like us. He doesn't grow weary like we do. Look what it says instead in verse 29. Instead, he gives power to the weak. This is our God. This is what our God does. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Look at verse 29 again. He gives power to the weak. To those who have no might, no strength, no ability. He increases Strength. He tells us in verse 30, you know, even the strongest person, the youth, the young man, that's the strongest man in society at that time. Even the strongest person, the most capable person, has his limits. I don't care how capable you are. You've got your limits. There's only so much you can bear. Everybody has their limit. And he's telling us here, if we trust in ourselves and we trust in our own abilities, we will become faint, we will become weary, and eventually will fall. Again, it doesn't matter who you are, how capable you are, or what you got on the SAT, or what your GPA was, or how fast you can run a 40-yard dash. Eventually, you'll hit something that is too big for you. and You can't handle it. And if you try to get through it on your own abilities and your own power and your own strength and your own skill and your own savvy, you're going to faint. You're going to grow weary and eventually you're just going to fall. You're going to crash. But in contrast, verse 31, those who, who don't trust in themselves, not depending on themselves and their own abilities, they know their limitations, but those who instead... Wait on the Lord. Look what happens to them. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those who wait on the Lord, those who wait on Yahweh, Jehovah, that is, those who look to God for their help and look to God for their needs and look to God for their strength, those that recognize their own limitations, their own inability. And so they look to God. It says God renews their strength. That word renew, it means to exchange. What God does is he exchanges our weakness for his power. It's a supernatural power. 
power of the Holy Spirit. And he gives that to us in place of our own weakness. And he says here, look what it says. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Now what in the world is that talking about? Well there, remember he's, he's writing to people that are living in the land of Israel, that are living in Judah, and there in the deserts of Judah, they have these eagles that make their nests in the cliffs of the desert, usually over a canyon or a valley. And because it's there in the desert and there's that hot air, the hot air creates kind of this updraft that comes up off the valley floor. And so there's all this hot air coming up off the valley floor and an eagle that has its nest on the cliffs overlooking those valleys. They can literally just spread their wings and stand on the edge of their nest and just step off their nest and that hot updraft just picks them up and lifts them up into the air. And they just start soaring. And they don't have to flap and flap and flap and flap and strain and sweat to try to get themselves up an altitude. They just step off and the wind picks them up and carries them up into the air. And they don't have to do anything but just step off and catch it. And that wind does the rest for them. And that's the picture that Isaiah is using here. Picture of that eagle that just steps off the nest and the updraft catches them and lifts the eagle upward, and the eagle doesn't have to do anything. He just steps off, and the updrafts picks, picks him up. They're carried up by the wind. And here he says that the person who waits on the Lord, who looks to the Lord, who puts their trust in the Lord, who recognizes their own limitations, that they're not able, that they're not capable that they don't have the strength or the ability to get through it, and so they look to the Lord. That person that waits upon the Lord, the Lord will exchange their weakness for power, and God will enable them to just soar above their crisis by the power of the Holy Spirit. And they won't have to strain or work or sweat or strategize or plan or plot. They just step off by faith. And the Holy Spirit catches them. And the Holy Spirit lifts them above their circumstances. They step out by faith, trusting Him, and He lifts them up. And look what it says. And they'll run. And they won't grow weary. And they'll walk and they won't faint because they're not running in their own power and they're not walking by their own strength. They're walking in the power of the Spirit by a power supplied by God, a supernatural power that God makes available to every believer that He makes available to every one of us. We ask by faith and we step out by faith, the Holy Spirit will be there to catch us. And we'll soar above our circumstances. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. 
We're so glad you joined us today for Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear additional teachings from this series, they're available to you for free at calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way you will have access to each message as soon as it's made available online. That website again is calvaryec.com. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, we'd love for you to worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com or give us a call. We can be reached at 410-491-4592. Again, that phone number is 410-491-4592. We look forward to you joining us as our guests. And please, take a moment to introduce yourself to Pastor Dan after the service and let him know you listen to Ring of Truth. With that, our time with you has come to an end today on Ring of Truth. Join Pastor Dan next time for more from this verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Isaiah, right here on Ring of Truth. Reach to